Thought. My name is Ido. And welcome to the Half Step to Life podcast, where we teach creatives how to be entrepreneurs. Yes, sir. Creative entrepreneurs. Creative entrepreneurs. Fact. Yes. Um, thank you for watching us. This is our 51st episode of the Half Step to Life podcast. 51st. Thank you guys so much. You guys are amazing. If you haven't watched some of our other content, make sure to go on and watch it. You can go on YouTube to watch it. You can go on Anchor, which has multiple different places where you can watch from there. It's a Anchor. really good yeah, it's a really good site for podcasts and stuff. If you're thinking Correct. about starting one. Um, and then also check us out on Spotify or really wherever you get your podcasts because we're pretty much everywhere. So check us out. Um, on top Thanks. of that, not only are we everywhere with our podcasts, you guys can check out our content that we put on YouTube. We put it on Facebook. We put it on um, Instagram, Twitter, and um, I think there's one more I'm missing. But yeah, not be real. Not yet. Not um, <laughs> everybody has a be real now. Everybody but has a be real Check now. out our content. We have a bunch of people. <laughs> oh, TikTok. 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 We also have that. I don't know why I forgot about that one. But anyway. It's okay. Yeah. So we have a bunch of content, a bunch of uplifting, helpful content that's going to help you on your creative entrepreneurial journey. And then nice. also check out our website so you can check out our consultations. That's the biggest thing we have on there. We're trying to push that out to everybody just because we know you guys have more questions probably than they're in the podcast. And if you do, you can sit down with us for a, pod, a consultation. On and the get couch. A bunch, yeah, um, maybe even on the couch. And have, you know, um, just get clarity on the things that you're worried about. If you're worried about making money and how specifically to make money, we can help you with that. We have one for that. We have stuff on time management. We have stuff on uh, CEO, creating every opportunity, SEO optimization, which is search engine optimization, which helps you um, get more people on your stuff. Facts. And then um, video creation and a number of topics. And we can even sit down with you if you have a specific problem and you just want to talk about something, depending on what it is, we probably know what the answers are already. So. Oh. You know, so sit down, um, you know, schedule one of those it's on our website at halfsteptolife.com. Mm -hmm. Just go there and then we can get you on that. If you have any questions, other comments or concerns, definitely leave some stuff in the comments or email us at info at halfsteptolife.com or um, at Gmail. Yeah, at Gmail. So Gmail info. Gmail.com. Hmm? Gmail.com. At no. Gmail.com. No, no, wait. No, 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 no we, we have the domain. We have the domain. We, we have, right, 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 right. Info at halfsteptolife.com. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I was so, like, yeah. what? Uh, yeah, it's uh. on Gmail. But anyway. Yes. So let's go ahead and get into the topic. All right. So today's topic is staying fresh and being innovative. Point blank. I'm still so fresh, so clean. So fresh and so clean, clean. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh and clean. That's why they're called outcasts because they're no longer playing. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, with a, it's outcasts with a K. The, they're, a great, they're a great group. The, the, they're a great group. I don't know why they're not making music anymore. Hey, yeah. That's like the two songs that hey, people know. Yeah. And then flowers. And then flowers. What was that? What was the song? Uh, I know you like to thank yeah. your shit on stank, but lean a little, little bit, bit closer. closer. See, roses, roses really smell like woo woo woo. Yeah, roses really smell like woo woo woo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Caroline. <laughs> Caroline. <laughs> Caroline. Uh, anyway, so so staying fresh and being uh, innovative. Clean. Uh, the creatives are, are innovative by nature, right? It's a fact. Okay, why do you say that should be true? Why? Why? Do, why? 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 That's the first question. Yes. Well, when it comes down to it, I think innately, we start off by being very, um, like, really ourselves. And I think this comes down to, like... Tell us about it. Like, creative intelligence in general. <laughs> we... We like when we're younger, when we're children, anything, anything is an answer to any question. For sure. Almost. Oh, well, what can you do with this rubber band? Oh, well, you could shoot it into space. 
oh, well, you could do this, well, you could do that. And we have wacky imaginations and we all have, you know, insane levels of creativity at younger ages. I think over time, we lose that. We lose that intelligence based off of like the world and, and how we have to use, have to, how we have to do things in it. Um, and we become complacent. So, yes, I think like innately, yes. But I think overall, like how people are right now, a lot of times people just kind of, they get complacent. And when you get complacent, then kind of the answer is no. Like people don't really do much. I mean, we talked about it in the, in the other podcast like this. Even if you're just in a general nine to five, there's some way, shape or form that you're becoming creative mm-hmm. either way. Like, like we mentioned it multiple times in the podcast, so I'm not going to get into it. But uh, one thing that I would like to mention is just that, like, that's so true because it's like literally you go about your life and you're not necessarily figuring out uh, ways in order to express yourself in a, in, a, in a manner that would be, I guess, beneficial to you and beneficial to society, right? It's like people are just like, it's more like a one-off thing. It's just like, yeah, I remember I used to play trumpet. Exactly. Yeah, I remember I used to work for a yearbook. And Talk about like, it. Like, you know, just basically take photography, photos, photography, photos, take photos for, for photography class. Exactly. Cook for culinary arts class or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of like more of a one-off thing for most people. But then most reali- most people realize that later in the future, it's like, let me get back into this. Yeah. Let me see if I could actually do this. Mm-hmm. Or let me keep this as a hobby. I would love to continue to do it and maybe do it as a side hustle. Exactly. Which is also a, <clears throat> a very lucrative way of a cre- like having creativity in your life in general. That's true. So, yeah. So the next question is, how do creatives end up becoming complacent in their art? Um, I think it's what I mentioned before, but we'll de- delve into it more. Um, it's life. You know, in life, we have a lot of different things that make us, you know, aware of the, the responsibilities that we have if we want to stay, you know, in, you know, a, socio- a socioeconomic background. Um, if we want to live and have the lives, you know, that we, we are meant to live or the ones that we want, a lot of times we have to buckle down and get very responsible. And responsibilities and you know reality of situations kind of push us away because you know creative entrepreneurs they're not seen very often there aren't that many creative entrepreneurs there are not that many people that are doing things super creative and that are just you know oh yeah like i paint you know and i paint for a living and that's what i do or i'm I'm a photographer and i'm a photographer for a living that's what i do it's more a lot of a lot of people go into more lucrative um um job markets just because it's right. easier to pay the bills and you don't have to worry about like all the freelance of the the life of freelancers and stuff like that so it's a lot of stuff one thing that i do r- really appreciate is just like former creatives let's say like former creatives and then they go into an occupation that has to do with their art mm-hmm. that, or the art that they used to practice like yeah. you're saying we're always going to use musicians as our first example because we're musicians first but like say for example somebody went to music school and they were like i want to make money but i don't want to do the nitty gritty work of, of being a musician. So I'm going to go to law school and become a lawyer for intellectual property. Mm, yeah. And every musician needs one. So it's just like if they needed a lawyer on retainer, like literally, hey, I need Fulano Mangano, Joe Schmo, just, you know, going about my business and I need somebody to talk about my copyrights with. Mm-hmm. Who am I going to talk uh, to my copyrights about? Fulano Mangano, Joe Schmo. Mm-hmm. Be like, yo, this person that knows about the music industry, they were a musician prior to and they went to law school and then they basically went into their field but in a different manner. Mm-hmm. I have so much respect for those people. Definitely. Because it's like, we're still creative. We're doing a thing, but we're living vicariously through me and you're helping me do the thing. Exactly. So therefore, we're both benefiting because I'm paying you to help me do the thing. But then you're also like 
feeling fulfilled because you're also part of the thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. I agree with you. So much and, respect for those people. And taking it to the taking it to the next level in that too, like I feel like <clears throat> creatives when we're bogged down by the world, not only that, our quality of life kind of changes and sure. like our idea of what, you know, what we want to do in our life changes as well and creative creativity comes away from it like like leaves think about it when you have a child or when you you know you decide you want to get married or you um you hit a big milestone you buy your first house or whatever mm. a lot of these things take a lot of discipline and really staying away from you know things that are extraneous so a lot of times people get away from their creativity and that and like okay i just need to save money or i need to you know work really hard or i need to find another job or i need to you know take care of my child i can't do the photography thing anymore i can't do the this thing anymore i can't do the that thing anymore and right. they stop doing it for a while right. and when you stop doing your creative activity or you start being creative in general like it's a muscle you being creative is a muscle how can you innovate and do something new when you don't flex that muscle ever when you right. don't go to the gym right it's it's very difficult it's how you have to practice creating it's just like and that's the same thing with anything it's just mm-hmm. like you get better at your at your art in general that I like like that's just it's just the more you do it it's like the vase example that i gave a long time ago and it's like art and what was the book art and fear right art and fear yeah. or, or the fear and art or something no i believe it's oh, i think it was art and fear <clears throat> i have the book somewhere as you can see by my, my bookshelf behind me but um it's it's somewhere in this room, but anyway, uh, like they were basically talking about. Let me give the example again. So they they had two. They did this, um, an empirical analysis, which is basically based on observation, right? Then they have one class that does uh, an art an art class that basically makes vases, right? Both of these classes make vases, and the person that was in charge of the class, they were just like one part of the class has to do twelve vases, so they had to do one vase per month, mm-hmm. and then the other class was that you have the whole year to perfect one vase. And I'll give you a grade on that vase. And if you make a great vase, you get an A. If you don't make a great vase, you get an F. It's like 50-50 chance. But with these other people, they had 12 um, chances to make a, a good vase. So then who, who was the class that made, more often than not made the better vase? It was the people who made the 12 vases in general over the course of a year. So it's like it's like the better that you do something, uh, or sorry, the, 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 the amount of... I guess the frequency in which you do something is directly correlated on how how good the product is going to be, right? Mm. Because it's like you're doing it so much, you're going to be like, oh, that kind of sucked. Like, ew, how can I make that better? Like, you know, it's like, oh, I don't like this color. Maybe I should use a chartreuse or something. Maybe that will better encapsulate what I'm going for here. It's like, oh, what is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, you'll start to realize the faults within your own art, and then you'll be able to make the, the necessary changes for that. So, anyway, the next yeah. question. How do I stay true to my artistic vision and slash integrity when running a creative business? Because a lot of people can get bogged down by the business side of things. Like, <clears throat> I've definitely seen it within both of us. It's just like, we need to do this, that, and whatever. We need to market and this, whatever. It's just like, but we haven't necessarily uh, worried about the quality as much as, as, as the quantity in which that we're, we're producing stuff. Especially with social media, because it's like, ugh, daily content. It's like, oh. So, so we need an assistant. Anybody want to be our assistant? <laughs> I'm serious. Yo, if you're yeah. watching this and you want to be our assistant, please let us know because we need an assistant. Anyway, <clears throat> we'll compensate you. Anyway, so uh, how, do you, how do I stay true to my artistic vision and integrity when running a creative business? Having all the creative business stuff that you have to do in general. Well, I think what you mentioned, though it though it was uh, though it was like right right in front of everybody, um, like with the assistant. I think that's part of it. Um, in order to stay true to your artistic vision and your uh-huh. integrity, mm-hmm. it's super important to separate 
your delegate well, to delegate tasks to other people. In um, business, um, typically businesses that have a very strong team um, and a team that has the right designations for everything and people that are skilled in their roles are going to run a better team or go, are going to run a better business than people that are not. Right. Whenever you're looking for people for your business, if you're looking right now, right. look for people that you would want to take over your business. If you could look at somebody and go, hey, I think you could take over my business or something like that. Or, or just like, like you could run a really good one. Yeah. If you think they could run a good <clears throat> business, then you're probably going to want them on your team. Right. And this mm-hmm. is like somebody that's demonstrated, um, <clears throat> demonstrated some sort of like reliability within run regard. Mm-hmm. Like somebody with emails, like for example, they can answer emails all the time. And they're really good at it. Then it's just like, can you answer emails and all these different things? Or like somebody that like does design for the business in general that's in charge of design. It's like you're probably going to one off all of your design work to that one person because they demonstrated the value that they provide to that one aspect of your business. That's a fact. So it's like. Yeah. And it's like, and if you can do multiple things, that's even more money for you. You know, it's just like all the people that are looking to work for other small businesses. Like this is another aspect in which that you can earn money. Zoom into me. Come closer. Uh, it's like if you have more skills, more small businesses are going to give you money for those skills. What was that? Um, I don't know. What was that? It, something on the floor. I'm so sorry. Let me say that again. If, if you develop more skills, more lucrative skills, you're going to have more people to come to you, especially small businesses, to help you with those skills and that you can develop those skills and also get paid for those skills in general. Because either way, they need help. You know, they're willing to pay you. You just need to find the businesses that you mess with and then be able to help their vision, but also put further your your career along as well. Like if you're a photographer, look up for small businesses. Go to your 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 chamber of commerce. Uh, chamber is it called chamber of commerce? No, is chamber it? of commerce. Yeah, you can find <clears> chamber chamber of commerce within your local city, and then be like, yo, here are the small businesses. Here are the ones that I align with and have the same morals and whatnot. So I'm gonna apply. I'm gonna say what I can provide, and if they hire you, then that's just another small business that you could work for. So you're working on your business. You're working on yourself and literally networking with other businesses in general so they could refer you to other businesses for your specific skill and you're getting paid. So that's a fact. What it comes down to is the more you stay away from the things that will suck your creativity out of you, like the commonplace responsibilities of life and of business with money and all this other stuff, the more you can lean on and, and hold true to the values and the ideals and the creativity Correct. that you were you were doing in the beginning, which Facts. is going to make you more and more innovative. Just stay Correct. with just stay with the stuff. Like with for me, like yo, stay with the music. Stay with the stay with the the mission statement. Stay with the photography. Like if you do that constantly, you'll be good. Right. There there see I know some people in my I work for a studio called um Katie, Katie. Studios and um and I work for them and, and that's in Eatonville, Florida. But with them, you know, there are certain people in my in my job right. that they're higher up in the company, but they still go out and they take pictures. Right. And it's one of those things where it's a photography company and there are some people that have to do like that have to still like run the business. But if they're still taking pictures, if they're still doing innovative stuff, if they're right. still pushing, we can be an innovative and creative business. Right. That's what it's about. Is right. It's the love of photography. Correct. So. so Anyway, <clears throat> next question. What are the ways to be inspired when feeling complacent or comfortable in my creative medium? So like you're you're a person that's like, oh man, 
I don't know if I'm doing good work or anything like that. And this is kind of similar to the other question, but let's let's like go into it even more. So, so like if you're a person that's like, oh, I don't like my stuff. I don't like any of the stuff that I'm putting out. Why is anybody going to like all the stuff that I'm putting out? <clears throat> or on the other regard, it'd be like, I mean, people like my stuff anyway. Why am I going to do more effort in order to make better art in general? It's like people like my stuff regardless. It's just like, and I feel like, I'm going to start with the second one, the second scenario, whereas it's like, I'm making great stuff anyways. Like, why would I need to improve in general? It's just like, first of all, if you're not looking to improve as a creative, I feel like you are not, you were never 100% about that career in general. You are always just about the money. And if you do stuff for the money, shout out to Nipsey Hussle for this lesson. If you, if you're always about the money, then you're never going to be fulfilled in life. Because it's like you're just like doing something in order to further along your your status among society, like right, like how much money you're receiving from a specific service or, or or skill or whatever. But you're not really doing it for the love of it, and you're not. And eventually, what's gonna happen is you're gonna burn out. You're not gonna want to do it anymore, and then you're gonna go probably to a nine to five that, it, or maybe something else that would be more fulfilling. So it's like you have to think about in that scenario, it's just like, why am I going to create more art when people already like it anyway and I'm receiving money for it? It's just like because you're not really doing it for the love of art. You're just literally doing it for the for the money, essentially. Now, in the first scenario, it's like, why, why, why am I being complacent? Like, why am I being complacent as far as like, uh, wait, what was this first scenario again? I completely forgot. <laughs> so going back to the question, um, what are the ways to be inspired when feeling complacent? Oh. Okay, so so I mean, inspiration. You, I mean, we talked about this in other in other episodes of the podcast, but like, um, you can find inspiration in anything, like in a TV show, a book, a movie, like literally any other types of media in which that you would be uh, consuming, and then or other artists, like we just mentioned earlier, like you would be em emulating other artists' art, like um, like producers in general. Shout out to all the producers that are watching this right now. Or, or listening to us right now, uh, they they basically have reference tracks. Like it's like I oh I really like the kick from this track, I really like the snare from this track, I really like the way the the piano chord progression here sounds like. I want something similar like this. I really like the horn lines from September, from Earth Wind and Fire. I want Thanks. I like all these different things and I want to encompass them in my track in general. That's just for producers and it's the same thing with other aspects of art as well. So those are the two scenarios. Um, what do you think about those? I, no, I, I agree. I agree with them wholeheartedly. And then I'll add to them as well. Whenever you're feeling complacent, um, and I'll start with complacency. A lot of times complacency comes from a lack of inspiration or an environment. Oh, wow. Um, and I think, you know, starting with like, um, I think a big thing too is envir environment. Um, if you're in an environment where you don't have many, com you know, many, um, many creatives around you or people that do something similar to what you do mm -hmm. and they're not pushing in their specific areas, you probably are not going to do very innovative things. I, and it's, and it's something that's kind of hard to grasp because it's very easy to have friends that just like to go and like maybe go bowling or go out for drinks or, or like to just, maybe they just like to go to church and they like to do just these specific things. And it's fine to have those friends, but as creatives, it's important to be around the people that you kind of want to emulate. If you're around innovators, if you're around people that are working really hard in their craft, you're going to end up being like that. We run, right. we rub off on each other. Right. So I'd say, one, your environment. Look up your environment and, and change that. 
And then two, inspiration. Like what inspires you? What what is the thing that inspires you? What what makes you do what you do? For me, I get inspired in the morning by making sure I eat a good breakfast, working out, watching inspiration or motivational videos. Those are the things that really get me, get me going. And then also, you know, being kind to others. Like if I if I say hey, I like your your shoes, or I start talking to people, and I open up to people early in the morning, even just you know randomly, huh? that opens me up for the rest of the day. Right. So those things, if you're not doing certain things that are going to inspire you or push you forward, you can't expect to innovate. You right. can't expect to do those things. Right. So that's that. And then comfortability. And and this comes with time too. Um, in in time, it's important to remember that there that there's always a place to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. One thing I think this relates to really well is is for my workout heads is the gym. You can go to the gym every single day and progress like not very much. You can go, you can go a lot and you can do things that don't really progress you very much. Those facts. You can push weight that you think is kind of heavy and then you get to a place where you're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm basically a failure, but I'm, I'm not completely there. Or you can push yourself all the way. There's always more that you can do. So based on where you push yourself is what you're going to get um, out of the things that you do. If you're not eating right, if you're not paying attention to your body, if you're not doing that, the things that are supposed to be, yeah, if you're not sleeping, yeah, you might be like, oh man, I'm tired at the end of the day after my creativity. But yeah, bro, like you'd be tired after just watching TV all day too. You you didn't take care of your body. You didn't take care of yourself. You probably aren't going to be able to innovate if you can't, if you're not at your maximum, if you're not at your right. best potential. So right. like getting comfortable, it, it's it's a physical thing. It can also be it, physical, really translate to the mental thing. And then after that, it starts to translate to your innovation because you can't be innovative unless you're unless you're really going in, man. Like, right. Unless you're really trying to not to, to change something. Right. You can't do it. I mean, so, facts. Yeah. Those are the things that I'd say when it comes to being creative or, or trying to really make sure that you're creative and you're innovative and you're staying fresh. You know, right. those are the things, man. Right. Now, um, when it comes to this uh, segment, we're going to wrap up this segment. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate you guys. This for, topic, not you know, segment. Well, the, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so it, we appreciate you guys. Um, if you have any other topics for us, then make sure that you let us know about them. Um, let us know. If you really like this topic, you can let us know about that too. You can do mm-hmm. that through info at halfsuptolife.com or through the comments. Either one is fine, whatever you want to do on that. And then um, I also like to tell you, thank you for watching another episode of the Half Step to Life podcast. Um, my name is Outthought. My name is Ito. And remember, make sure it is your car you're driving home. Nobody else's. That's a terrible joke. No, it's, it's the truth. Make sure it's yours. What if they're like two Civics that are right next to each other? Make sure it's your car. You're driving home. But what if there's... No. No. But what if... <laughs> you see, you just thought... You was like, that was terrible. But now, it's not a joke. The, I mean, serious. I mean, see, like... But the, what if it's... But, but, no. but, but, but what if it's... No, but what if it's... But, but what if it's... But, 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 no. But no buts. But... No. Is that how I sound? No. That's how I sound. Is that how I sound, people? Yep, that's how he sounds. That's, that's how That's sound. not how I sound. Yeah, off the pod, like this. This man, this. This not how. <laughs>